T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's a Mad Marty Monday. Welcome into Sabres Live. I'm told my sources indicate that all is not right in your world, Marty B. No, I'm extremely mad right now. Um, and it really, it's it started Saturday. And unfortunately, it started because the Sabres lost Saturday. And I feel like that set me on the right, wrong course of action. So Sabres lose Saturday afternoon. Then I was doing some uh, TSN work Saturday night. And the whole Morgan Riley thing happened. So after the game, right? I mean, I'm doing Sports Center, so I say, yeah, yeah it's gonna be a fine. What? I, like, I mean, come on now. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get carried away. I got absolutely murdered on social media all weekend long, and I don't care. Like, it's opinions, right? And then, so now I'm now I'm like Sunday. I get up. I'm like, okay, Sunday's gonna be a better day. Sunday's gonna be Super Bowl Sunday. Everything's gonna be great. And then Kansas City goes on to win the the Super Bowl and Mm -hmm. like it's not so much that Kansas City won the Super Bowl that got me all mad it's more that you heard of the Drake curse right you know what the Drake curse is so whatever Drake supports in sports they all lose like he put um what was it he put seven hundred thousand dollars on Sean Strickland the UFC in Toronto just about two three weeks ago and Strickland lost he was supposed to win he's lost over three million dollars in just the last six months in events that he's he's like supported like and he's made it very popular like public right and and he loses that so Yesterday was Drake has a $1.2 million bet on the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Like, well, that's definitely, well, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs are now immune to the Drake curse on top of everything. They won and they're immune to the Drake curse. Nobody else is immune to the Drake curse. So that got me all fired up. Um, the halftime show, I was so excited for Usher. I was left a little disappointed. It didn't get me pissed off, but I was left a little disappointed. So, you know, now I wake up today and I'm like, hmm, what do I want to talk about? What is what has got me all fired up? And uh, so, yeah, I'm a little pissed off this morning because of all of that. So what do you want to talk about? Well, I guess we are called Sabres Live. So um, maybe, maybe we should start there. Uh, you know, a little quickly, like Saturday it was not a good game and I, I get it. Um, I feel like there's hang a on, hang of- on, time out, time out. Yeah, you get it. What does that mean? Oh, because I, I don't get it. The coach doesn't get it. People watching don't get it. And the no, only thing I, I have to say that- is, if the coach says they didn't work hard enough, 
who am I to sit here and say anything else? Like, I don't get that. You can't break it down more than that. Like, it right. doesn't matter what breakdown you do. Oh, the power play didn't move the puck that way. It's not about moving the puck. It's about, did they work hard enough? Now, there's a couple of guys, I will tell you this. There was a couple of guys that I felt like were trying, were giving. Like, I know it's late in the game, and I understand that there's a lot. But at the one the one shift late in the game, Darlene was on the ice for like two minutes and 40 seconds. And he kept saying, like, I give me the puck. I'm gonna go. Give me like mm-hmm. he was totally exhausted. I'm like, okay, like I I can respect the effort in that sense, but mm-hmm. I'm like, where's everybody else saying I will work until like I throw up type of effort, right? Like that's almost what it has to come down to. And it wasn't there. So yeah, I I say I get it. I'm more like I I I'm like you, I don't get it because it's it's not about oh did St. Louis expose the, the 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 Sabers in a way that it's system or it's a deficiency in their game or whatnot? No, it was nothing like that. It was just that did you get outworked or did you outwork the other team coming down to it? And I think Don Granado after the game was saying the same thing that we've heard way too many times this year because of that. Well, St. Louis did what many teams have done which is score first, lead, and never trail. And that's basically the story of it. You know, Buffalo got back to even in the third period. Didn't last very long. I didn't love the third goal from a lot of standpoints. Um, I don't know how you saw it. I mean, I know this is is the wrong time to go down this path, but my guess is because his numbers are really good. But I'm guessing Lukanen didn't like where he put the rebound on that goal. Yeah, I don't think that he loved where the rebound went, but it's, you know, it's one of those plays where it's really quick bang bang, right? It's a shot rebound right to the guy's stick and it goes in. Um, you know, there's sometimes you're going to be like, "Hey, my rebound control was spot on. Everything was great." In this case, it, I, I it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the numbers have been great. So can you blame Uko Pekalukanen for anything? No. He got one goal of support against Joel Ofer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it wasn't Jordan Bennington and again it comes down to Okay, like we got, we're doing this again, where they played on back to back, and what team did they fear most? They feared most the Montreal Canadiens in that situation because they played Jordan Bennington in Montreal yesterday. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to, and I think that when you look at the Sabers in that situation, it's uh, well, you know, it's on you now. It's not what the other teams are doing; it's what you're doing yourself, uh, which, um, yeah, it leaves you. It leaves you kind of. I, I disappointed is not the word right now. It leaves you more than that. Yeah, I would. It's yeah. It's even in all caps disappointed. I don't think would would and necessarily cut it. Dallas right now. I mean, Dallas it's just, game they created and it was like oh they, they did, but a, but don't and, you and get the Tampa Bay game before the break where they were at home and they lost two one. They created and they they didn't give up much. And you're like okay, like you. Every time that you start to build a little something that even in a loss, you can be saying like, okay, at this point of the year, it wins are more important than how you, you play the game at the end of the day, because you need the points. But sometimes you can look at just that game and say, okay, did we play well? Yes. Did we create? Yes. Did we have, you know, out of 18 skaters, did we have 15 skaters that were going the right way? Absolutely. Yes. You can kind of make the check, check, check and say, okay, this was, Decent game. This is a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a game like St. Louis where you go the other way and you said, 
Did we play well enough to win? No. Um, did we have even have the guys going? No. Um, did we create enough? Eh, no. Did we go to the net? No. Did we compete? No. I, I think that's when eh, eh, the X's are coming and it's it doesn't make anybody feel good. 12 points out. Um, my math says 24 and 7 is what's needed. Uh, and then perhaps a little hope. Um, what has this past week pushed them closer towards? And by that, I mean, do they fully invest sooner rather than later at trying to get something to help turn things dramatically now? Or has this past week pushed them more into moving players to move players like teams do at the deadline and then reset come spring, summer? Um. Or has it done neither? It's not neither because I feel like it's more get help, get help now, like make it happen. You're six from the bottom right now. Okay. Like you are in 27th place. Mm -hmm. um, the only two teams in the Eastern conference that are below you are the Ottawa senators, which have three games in hand and four points back. So they could easily find their way above you and the Columbus blue jackets. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's Anaheim Senators in Chicago. And we all know those three teams are where they are and why they are where they are. They're, they're not, I mean, when you look at San Jose and Chicago, they're, completely rebuilding and, and working their way up. And I thought they were going to be better, but it's been a struggle. Um, so, yeah, try to, to, to get help now. M make, the, the, make the roster moves. And I understand that, okay, you also have to consider Rochester, where they're at, and the playoffs that would be beneficial for some players in Rochester or whatnot. But at some point now, it's not so much a, like Rochester is going to be on my back burner. You know, if I have to give Kulik, if I have to go to Roseanne, if I have to give Rusek some ice and say, hey, come on, let's go. Like, I want to I want to see. I want to build. Like, you guys can help us. I, I'm doing it. If I have to say, eh, where's my roster looking like next year? And, and, and how can I get closer to that now? I'm doing it. I'm doing it because that's what is going to help the team now. Um, if you can get... A player or two in trades from now until the March 8 trade deadline and say, it's making our team better. And it's not just making it better now. It's going to make it better next year. And you're moving forward. Then you got to do it. I know it's hard. It's not easy making trades. And teams are going to call right now on your UFAs, the players out of contract, the depth players, right? And we mentioned Eric Johnson. Are you getting much of a return for a lot of those type of players? No, you're not. But can you? be creative and, and finding ways to acquire something, to acquire a piece that will move forward. And I know we talk about Victor Olson. He's not even playing. I mean, he's not playing. This is, this is at this point now, it's just, okay, well, let's get a, a pick for him. Let's just let him go. Like he's not playing. That's, that doesn't, you know, and, and maybe nobody wants him. Maybe nobody wants well, him. Well, there's maybe salary. That's the problem with everything. That's the problem with everything. I get it. But that. Sorry, I, I shouldn't phrase it that way. That's the reality with everything. It's not uh, a problem. It's not a reality. problem to me. It's business. I mean, you, yep. if you're not in, if you're not prepared to do business, then I think you're in the wrong league. But anyway, that's the point yep. is we often see dollar in dollar out at this point in time. I think Victor would be a very good, um, 
depth slash security blanket for a team that has designs on going aways because you would want to be able to insert his skill with a team that's going well. So but can I, you find a $4.7 million player somewhere that maybe is just, I understand that you're trading and the old expression back home was trading four quarters for a dollar, right? But mm -hmm. maybe the four quarters work better for your team as opposed to the $1 that you have. I don't know. I mean, you got to, again, you got to find a way right now to just say, okay, there's a few pieces that we know are not going to be part of the team uh, next year. And, and let's, let's go, let's go in that direction of where are we going to be in six months down the road and not so much here where we are in six days down the road. Derek dropped his uh, beard comb in the toilet this morning. Um, and my sister-in-law dropped her AirPods in the toilet too uh, over so the weekend. So your level of PO'd at the start of the show, is that like higher or lower than that being the barometer? Okay. Well, because you're approaching toilet, it may lead me to my next topic of pissed off. Oh boy. Okay. Is the whole conversation about the code, right? What happened with Ridley Gregg and Morgan Riley on Saturday night? And for those that don't know what happened is very simple. Ottawa is winning 4-3 in Ottawa against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ridley Gregg, with seven seconds left in the game, is on an empty net breakaway. And he gets to about the ash marks, and he takes a full slap shot into the empty net, basically giving the finger to everybody around him in Toronto Maple Leafs gear. And as he's coming around the corner, Morgan Riley. Went after him, gave him a cross check. Now he caught him in the head, but uh, it's, it wasn't that much of a force, I don't think, to be honest with you. And it rode up on the shoulder and then caught him in the head. You know, he did what 99.9% .9 of players, I would think, would want to do in that situation. So now the whole question is, this code is barbaric. This code is stupid. I, I When I saw it, I won't let you i won't tell you like i didn't have a heart rate monitor on but when i saw the moment where ridley greg shot it in the empty net i can tell you my heart rate probably went from about an 80 beat per minutes to about 135 in that moment because i got i got pissed off i got mad i'm like that little punk like why are you doing this right i understand there's guys that want to stir it up but then if you're going to stir it up Keep your head on the swivel. Know that somebody's going to come for you. And he's kind of like looking at Morgan Riley, like, why are you coming here? Like, I just, so anyway, so I had some people that are not in the hockey business ask me, what's with the code? Like, this is dumb. This is stupid. What's with the code? Like, he just shot it in the empty net. He did what he was supposed to do. He scored the empty net goal. I'm like, okay, how many empty net goals has Alex Sovechkin scored in his career? They're like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, he scored 57. He's the, got the most empty net goals of his career. The Washington Capitals just posted every single one of his empty net goals. How many of them did he take a full slap shot into the net? Zero. He never once took a full slap shot into the net, right? So Alex Ovechkin knows, like, what is on the line and how you do things and whatever. And I get that. Like people are going to say, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean there's a code or whatever. So I try to come up with a good kind of example, an everyday example of it. Humor me on this one. Okay. So you're having people at your house for a Super Bowl party, right? You're everybody's sitting around having a good time. It's halftime. Usher's about to come on. And then all of a sudden you get up to go to the bathroom and you come out and goes, who left a floater in the toilet? 
Who left a floater in the toilet? That's disgusting. You don't do that. Oh, sorry, Duffer. It's me. Uh, yeah, well, I, I forgot to flush, but at least I didn't do it on the floor. I did it in the toilet where it's supposed to be, but I forgot to flush. My bad. You're gross, Marty. That's disgusting. What? It's not disgusting. I did it in the toilet. I didn't put it on the floor. I did it in the toilet. Get the hell out of here. Go home. You're not invited to my party ever again. Like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, that's what Ridley Gregg did. He left the floater in the toilet and people get pissed about that stuff. I'm wondering how much longer this was going to go and at what point I was supposed to stop humoring you. Um, well, as you can imagine, you and I are on completely opposite sides of the fence here. Yes. Um, first of all, Alex Ovechkin has never played in a Battle of Ontario. And the Senators have a long history. And let me finish. You had your yeah. 10 minutes. I'm not saying. The Senators had, have had sand kicked in their face forever. Forever. Despite regular season success at times against the Maple Leafs, their building, like Buffalo's building, is overflowing with Toronto fans all the time. Mm -hmm. It is unwanted and uncomfortable, to say the least, as a player for the Senators, when you have to see that and feel that in your own building. And I could not have been happier seeing Ridley Gregg <laughs> do what he did because at some point, where have the senators been in the last number of years? Nowhere. Yeah. At some point, you need <clears throat> to step up, show that you are the next wave of this organization's future that will not put up with all the crap, all the blue and white love, all the whatever, and say, you know what? We're the better team here, and we're going to keep showing it. And the best part about this for me is from the moment I first heard the name Ridley Gregg as a junior to every prospect camp he's been to, including ones in Buffalo, to every NHL game he has played. He is as true to his name and his style as I have seen in any young player. You know exactly what to expect from this guy, and I want that type of player on my team. And there are, I don't, it doesn't really matter at the end how how much contact was made with the head of, of Greg at the end. It was an eerily reminiscent play to Hunter and Turgeon from decades ago. Well, okay, wait, no, I, I will say this. The difference between the two of them is one should not expect to get hit. Pierre Turgeon scored a hockey goal. Should not expect to get hit Marty, in that moment. The world has changed. I, Lose I but the really Greg has a to goal expect is a goal. Park it. An empty net goal is the same as a goal, Marty. No, it's not in the way that he did it, Duffer. In the way that he did it, Marty, he has you to need expect. to change. The world has changed. The world has changed. We, okay, let me ask you this. Okay, we'll go back to a maybe Marty, take the leaves out of it. If, if, when when Chris Neal hit Chris Drury, okay, and I'll go back to that Ottawa brawl. Not a goal. Don't, it's no okay. comparison. No, okay, no, like, listen, Chris Neal is in the box, okay? He's taken out of the ice, he's in the box, okay? Oh, Brian Murray puts Jason Spezza, Mike Comrie, and Danny Italy on the ice, okay? And he's pissed off because Lindy Roth put Adam Mayer, Andrew Peters, and Pat Coletta. 
Brian Murray is saying, this is Bush League. Why are you putting your tough guys on the ice when Chris Neal is in the box and you're responding against our skilled players? It's not Bush League. It's we have to respond to something that you did to us, right? In the manner that you did to us. That is, to my opinion, over the line. Chris Neal, what he did to Chris Drew was over the line. Look, there's hockey moments, there's injuries on the ice, but what he did was over the line. What Ridley Gregg did was not what Pierre Turgeon did. Pierre Turgeon scored a hockey goal. He had a, a, a goal. There was a goalie. He put it in. Yes, we won. Yes. And he's celebrating, not expecting to get hit. Ridley Gregg comes in, takes a full slap shot in an empty net, yeah. and he looks over. He's got to expect the whole bench to be jumping on the ice and coming after him at that No, goal. he doesn't. Well, he should. No, he shouldn't. It's 2024. We're not Neanderthals. He's not a five-year-old. He's been through this. He actually... Actually, the five-year-old is Morgan Riley and every other Maple Leaf. Nah. You know yeah, what? Are, Ridley, Greg, Ridley Greg got Marty, suspended go to for anybody two games. that evaluates human behavior and tell me what they're going to tell you. The guy was completely... He was shook because somebody had the audacity to put an exclamation mark no. on a home win. It's fine. I what Ridley Gregg did is fine. Own no, it. No, you can't just say that. You said no, it's no, just no. the opposite. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay, wrong wording. What Ridley Gregg, Words I matter. don't think is fine. Okay, but if you if you want to do it, own it. Own it, and he don't did. act like he acted like he shouldn't have gotten hit. He shouldn't. He he absolutely should. He's that oh type my of God, guy Marty. that would do exactly Seriously, the same thing. It's 2024. We're not Neanderthals. Ridley Gregg got suspended in 2021 in preseason for a cross-check to the face of Pierre-Luc Dubois, okay? He saw Pierre-Luc Dubois come after him for a hit, and what he did is he stuck his stick right up and caught him in the face, okay? Yeah. He knows the Seems game. Seems to happen all the time. We have suspensions every weekend, every week. Yes, but Ridley Gregg understands the game. He wanted to put a finger up, a middle finger up. Right. And why? Because I just explained the history of the Battle of Ontario where they've had their sand kicked in their face forever. But if you're going to do that, know that somebody's going to be coming. No. Next game is when, in any sport, after somebody does an emphatic dunk, an emphatic touchdown celebration, an emphatic sliding across the soccer field on their knees, lifting their shirt, whatever – does the other team come off the bench and attack the person? No, because human behavior says don't do that. Okay. Last like, there's oh so many God. examples. This and is, there's, there's, this, there's I knew this was gonna happen. This is the most this is a real telltale for where people are in society and in their lives that they think hockey should have that kind of reaction. It's not today, just hockey, it is not hockey. Last year, March Madness, okay, there's a game, it's a blowout by 20 points. The team that's winning by 20 points at the Sore end with losers, Marty. Sore Listen. losers. No, no, no. Listen, okay, they're winning by 20 points. The guy that's winning, the team that's winning by 20 points, one of their young players doesn't play a whole lot, got put on the field, on the court, gets the ball, and they're supposed to just dribble it out. Game's over. He takes two steps, slams the ball into the net, right? Big dunk or whatever, hangs on the rim, comes down. His own team, his home coach, timeout, get the hell out of here. Sit on the bench and sit there in shame. We don't do that stuff. That's not the game. It's not just hockey. It's it's football, it's basketball. I get that it, it, it bad flip, right? Jose Batista, bad flip. It pisses yeah. people off. Don't be a contradictory. You see, you're contradicting yourself. You like the bad flip. I know you like the bad flip, yeah, but now but you don't it, like this. 
Okay, I like the bad flip. BS, I would man. own the bad flip, but if he got thrown at the next time, I'm saying that's totally fine. Right. Like, so you, next game, if they're coming after Ridley Gregg, fine. Why the next game though? The next game, did you're they tackle Batista in trouble. when he was rounding the bases? Could have. Come on, man. It would have been fine. Oh my god. But why do you have to wait for next game? I mean, because if that's the, supposedly what you're supposed to do in if hockey: it's is take two, a number two? and move on. But nobody can anymore because they're babies. No, if it's 2-2 and it's going to hurt your team, wait for next game. Wait for the right moment. But it's 5-3 with five seconds left and you're not winning the game. You do it right then. It's not going to hurt your team. And I get, we're going to agree to disagree and that's fine. And there's that's why I was saying I was pissed off because I have been getting like so many, so many replies on social media. People saying this is stupid, whatever. I get it. Okay. And I... You're it's not acknowledging hard. the history of the teams, and that to me is a big part of it. So, the, the, yes, I will give you. And again, I will give you this. You know what? Like we've had Pat Coletta on this show all the time. I love Pat, and Pat would I, do it. Pat would have done it, right? But you know what? Pat would have done though is he would have turned around and said, "I know somebody's coming. I know somebody's coming, and I better be ready for it." Just like uh, Nick Cousins in Florida. Trying to act all tough and hitting everybody. I don't think and then Ridley Gregg didn't know anything was coming. He didn't act like he knew. He was like, what are you doing? <sighs> like, what you know you need to do in that situation is turn around, face the guy and says, okay, I think he's coming. And then like dance or do something. You can't just round the Actually, corner and think this is going to end. Yeah, you can. It's a goal. Goals happen in sports. Well, I, I get it. I Anyway, well, I don't know how much of the conversation was missed uh, due to a bad glitch there, but uh, anyway. No, it wasn't missed. Everything. Well, was no, I missed twenty minutes of your rant, so I was frozen, so I didn't, I didn't hear half of what you said. So, <laughs> well, maybe it's better that way. But anyway, no, and now, now, with, like, and and really, and I'll say this: I've had many conversation with with people at the league around the league. And it's very polarized right now as to some people are like, why are they suspending him? To some people are like, he should be getting 10 games. The league is giving Morgan Riley an in-person hearing because mm-hmm. I want, I think they want to at least cover their bases and saying we, ha- we, we have to keep all of our options open. Do mm-hmm. I think he's getting suspended six games or more? No. David Perron got six games and he went after Artem Zub in a very, very forceful cross-check to the head of Artem Zub and got six games. Do I think Morgan Raleigh is getting six? No, I but do. I think he's going to get probably three um, because I think it's going to be in the middle. That's kind of like where I see it. Mm. Cool. <laughs> I just, I would like to think that based on the in-person, he's getting at least six, but anyway. Well, last I, time I checked, Hoffman did not go after Nick Taylor with his putter after that final putt went in. So, whatever. <laughs> no, it because tense too it was in a playoff. No, but it was Adam Hadwin last year that got taken down while celebrating on the on the green when a, a, a Canadian wanted the See? Canadian the Open. security but... guy in Canada was a hockey fan, and he thought it was the right thing to do. It was you know somebody won, so somebody needs to get taken out on the play. Here. It was Just against the code. It was against the code God. to come down and uh, and hit somebody. But no, look, mm. I, I all I'm saying is that I, I I Ridley Gregg can do whatever he wants, but you also Don't, have yeah. to yeah. to to understand that something is going to happen. And really, the other point in all of this is that 
we can all have our opinion on Morgan Riley and what he did or whatnot, but really the only opinion that matters is what did the Leafs think of what Morgan Riley did? Because ultimately he's going to get suspended. What did the coach think? What did the players think? What did front office think? Did they like the fact that Morgan Riley showed what he showed or did they not like it? And the, the one example that I have for that is my first year with the Flyers in 07, 08. Steve Downey got suspended for 20 games for hitting Dean McCammon in preseason. And then mm. Jesse Bullries got suspended for 25 games for cross-checking Ryan Kessler in the face, game three of the season. We had 45 games of suspension, mm. three games into the season. And, you know, I get maybe it's the Flyers way or whatnot. Paul Holmgren came into the locker room and was like, well, Downey was in with the Phantom. So he was in the AHL and Bull Reese was going back to the AHL, but he looked around the whole room and he said, I don't want to change a thing. We play our game. Like there was a couple of incidents. We have to be careful, but don't change the way you play. Stay true to yourself. This is the team and this is how we're going to play. I think that's the only thing that matters is how does the Leafs inside their room react to it? If they say Morgan Riley, that was dumb. You put your team in a bad place. Then it's their own thing. But if they say, hey, Morgan, thank you. Like, we're not going to let anybody walk over us like that. Then that's their own opinion. That's the only thing that matters. Well, the Sabres are in action this week. Uh, they're home to L.A. tomorrow, Florida on Thursday, in Minnesota on Saturday. Want to remind you to join us on Thursday, the 15th. It's Military Appreciation Night as the Panthers are in. And the Sabres are honored to celebrate the bravery of all the heroes who have served our country. Tickets available at sabers.com. Lots to get to around the league after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. On Sabres Live. Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We're back. We're farther apart than ever, geographically speaking. <laughs> Buffalo, 
Los Angeles here. I'm hopping on the uh, charter with the Kings this afternoon to come back to Buffalo since LA's, uh, uh, you know, the opponent tomorrow. Does that make sense? That would be that would be a uh, big olive branch extended Dude. by the. I was going to call. Kings. I was going to ask you to call in a favor for me. I was sitting at the game on Saturday night. It was there, Edmonton, LA. My buddy James, old college buddy, lives down here, and uh, you know we had great seats, and it was super yes. fun just being in the crowd. And I was gonna, I was gonna call and say, hey. Uh, I know I have a direct flight on on Monday, but any chance I can get a nicer direct flight with the Kings? Can <laughs> so, but uh, and why not? I've seen yeah. I've seen that happen before, where you know other teams' personnel may, may have had some travel issue, and then you facilitate something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I can maybe see that. Now let me ask you this, because the Kings are in town tomorrow. Um, I have to pay up for a. Um, a little wager, a friendly wager I made with Mikey Anderson. I don't know Mikey Anderson, okay? I've never met him, really. But earlier in the year, I was doing some, you know, some work. And um, I it was during the Twins and the Blue Jays playoff series. And I made a little friendly major wager with Mikey Anderson. I said, hey, you're a Twins guy. You're from Minnesota. I'm going to say I'm a Blue Jays, you know, fan, the only Canadian team and whatnot. Um Okay, how about this? If the Jays win the series, uh, when you come into town, you got to bring me a little Ellie something. And if the uh, if the Twins win the series, I'll bring you the best swings in Buffalo. So you won't even have to go anywhere. I'll bring them to you. I'll deliver them to you or whatever. So what's the appropriate thing to do is do it like right before the game. So he's feeling like, oh, maybe I should eat wings. And then that gives... Yeah, Sabres an advantage or morning skate or after the game? Like, what's the appropriate time to pay up? I don't know. What's the uh, gambling phone number that we run every night? Hope uh, NY. Hope NY. Yeah. yeah, I think you need to reach out and figure out how to settle your debts. Yes. <laughs> it's just a friendly little, I don't even know <laughs> that he expected, but I was going to be like, um, okay, may have to uh, just uh, find a way to at least give him a taste of what I think are the best wings in uh, in Buffalo. Well, Mikey tried to uh, take down Zach Hyman pretty hard on Saturday night. It uh, didn't cool. quite work out the way he would have hoped, but uh, that was all part of a wild, uh, intense and impressive L.A. win. Not surprising. They had their new coach, Jim Hiller, behind the bench, taking the reins after Todd McClellan was let go. And the foreshadowing for me, Marty, was that... Um, so I tried to eat reasonably well on this trip here that is uh, concluding, but I did find myself at the Grand Central Market uh, most days, and there's a place to get coffee that is more known for its donuts. In okay. fact, it's called Jim the Donut Man. Hmm. And when I saw that Big Save Dave was playing and Jim Hiller is the new coach, I'm like, Jim is getting a donut from his goalie tonight. I know no. this is going to happen. And sure enough... <clears throat> What happened was the Kings win for nothing. All the stories are just, you know, glowing. Kings rediscover fun under new coach Jim Hiller. And I'm like, the only thing that happened in this game is that they got elite goaltending once again. And guess what? Coach Todd McClellan was chasing down a president's trophy when Cam Talbot was unbeatable this year. You cannot separate the two. A good coach has to have great goaltending. Now, the only thing I would add to that is the Kings buy-in through their entire group, but especially their defense core, 
the willingness to block shots was off the charts. Mm -hmm. And we question, wonder aloud, the accuracy many nights of NHL real-time stats. Yes. But we kept looking up in the building on Saturday, and it was like, ooh, 10 to 1, 15 to 2, 21 to 3 was the last check I saw on blocked shots in the game. LA had 21 blocks, and I was like, you know Whoa. what? This is accurate. It was amazing. And so good on them. Quentin Byfield was uh, really, really, really strong as well. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, it was, it was a super fun game. There were, as you imagine, uh, tons of Oilers fans there. So they didn't even get to see a single goal in this one as the Kings kept pace, if you will, in the Western conference playoff race, because as we know, St. Louis had a big weekend here in Buffalo, then in Montreal, Nashville had a win over a team that they are in the mix with as well. Arizona come from behind overtime win to get them get uh, going again. Seattle and Minnesota are still kind of eh. And Calgary is, of course, the hottest of the group, save for St. Louis. The Flames have won four in a row. The Blues have seven wins in their last 10. And we've got L.A., St. Louis, Nashville, Calgary, all separated by three points with Seattle, Minnesota, Arizona, all still believing that they have a chance. It's quite a race. Uh, I'll be curious to see whether the Kings can continue to maximize the, honestly, just the, the effort that was needed to win on Saturday. That that's, that's what it often, I know it's, it sounds way too cliche, but um, you, but how did we start the show today? Yeah. I know it's different spectrums of the ice, but Don Granado said they didn't work hard enough on Saturday. And that was more about getting to the net and creating offense the Kings worked extra hard to make sure they did everything possible to protect their own end of the house. And because of it, were then awarded or rewarded with great opportunities to score, which they made good on. Yeah, so 25 to 5 were the block shots at the end of the game for the LA Kings. That's what it ended up with. The expected goals at the end of the night were 4-4 or just a little under 4 on each side. So LA matched their expected goals and David Riddick saved almost 4 goals above expectation in that game. That's quality, quality, quality goaltending. And he did. And they needed it against the LA King, against the Edmonton Oilers. Pierre-Luc Dubois got a goal. Hey, hey, it's all working now. The trade is fine. Pierre-Luc Dubois scored a goal. Quentin Byfield scored a uh, a goal. That's totally good. Actually, he scored two. He had the empty netter. That's right. That, that was so, the ugliest empty netter of all time. Yes. Uh, yes, because it was missed a couple of times. I there was think, no opportunity then... for either player to wind up and slap it into the net because both were trying to pass it to the other player, <laughs> Kopitar being the other figure in this equation. And it was messy. It was a long ways from where I was sitting. I was convinced that they had botched it. <laughs> and then when it went in, it was like, oh, they might yeah, want to shoot. You at the other end? I was oh, at the how far, I was like 10 rows behind Will Ferrell. Were, I was, I was going to say, how close or far were you from Will Ferrell? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like literally 10 rows. Yeah. Oh, my. That, that needs. Next time, I want you to go and just say, well, selfie, please. I'm Brian Duff. No, I, I cover the Sabres. Look, big guy. fans. Not that guy. But I'll tell you, <laughs> I mean. Anybody that has seen my only social media platform these days, which is Instagram, um, I arrived in town the day of, perhaps, unknowing uh, of the statue unveiling for Kobe. Um, and I was very fortunate then to be in the general area the day after the unveiling and see the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people throughout yeah. the afternoon that were coming up to stand in awe of it. But I, what I also did this entire trip was I just took pictures 
around town and there are so many murals of Kobe yeah and Gianna and it it's like when you're outside of crypto now and you have his statue and so many others like it's impressive it's really 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 well done mm-hmm. but obviously and everybody knew it and felt it at the time um with the impact of such a tragic accident um it is something to be in a place where where you you learn of how an athlete was not just an athlete like yeah. kobe has this almost unexplainable connection to you know i would say like that was to me like it, it was just watching young and old and just this incredibly diverse crowd and all for the same reason, you know, it was, it was, it was really powerful. Um, and well, he was 18 years old when he got to LA. Right. And I think that's the thing is that his impact was that he grew up basically yeah. from a teenager to an adult, to an influential leader, um on the basketball court off the court with everything that he did in the city the 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 support to the community so i think that's why like it was so impactful because he he wasn't like 26 when he got there and was already established he grew in front of everybody they saw this kid coming in at 18 and then develop into this amazing human being that's why the statue like it's you sent a picture of it outside and I was like, wow, this is cool. Like when you see statues around building, there's always, you know, an importance to it. We have Tim Hortons right at the corner, right? At, at Lika Mabar Center. And every time I sit, I'm thinking like, there's a reason why there's a statue of Tim Hortons, the French connection. There's a reason, but you know, the, the Kobe statue, I think goes beyond the basketball and for the community, which is, uh, you know, LA, it's a big, big community, but he's still impacted in a great way. So that, that was really cool when you send that. Yeah. I just love, I was there. So with the Kings, the Kings were playing right after the Clippers. So I was down in the area, you know, as the basketball game was ending and then just seeing the build up, and it was, it's impressive, man. I got to say, um, we get asked a lot, like, Hey, what places do you, you know, like to visit on the road and stuff? Uh, I would say after this trip that LA is now my favorite NHL place. So I was asked the other day, my favorite NHL cities to, uh, to a visit. And funny enough, the number one city on my list for years was always Raleigh, North Carolina. People Mm -hmm. are like, really Raleigh? I'm like, number one. Um, we always had like such an amazing, uh, night before with the food and the restaurants and all of it. It was always good. Two, it was 10 minutes down the road to go to the rink. So it, it wasn't like long to get to the rink. It wasn't 45 minutes to get to the rink or the airport and whatever. LA was, we didn't go there enough. I didn't, and a lot of time was you played the night before and then you'd bust in in traffic and trying to get there. I was always like, LA just sucks because mm-hmm. it's it's so complicated, so hard. Like Denver was a great city for me. Love mm-hmm. Denver. But the trip from the airport to the hotel and vice versa after the game from the rink to the airport is like, mm-hmm. it takes 45 minutes. It's a long trip. It just, but there, you know, LA stand downtown. If you can just be right there across the rink is perfect. And there are lots of opportunities to do so for fans now, which I think is really great. And I just learned that it's an, it's a really, really cool walkable, skatable, bikeable, 
you name it kind of city. And uh, yeah, it was nice to, I, I feel you make a really good point. I feel like a lot of times when we, when we were traveling, we would come in on the back end of a back to back and I just yep. never felt like I indulged in LA enough. And I had probably overindulged just from a geography standpoint to try and really understand the footprint of it. And yeah, it's been, it's, it was, it was really cool in that regard. Worst mistake I've ever made in LA. I, we were going to have a, a couple of days off. Like we played, let's see, Anaheim and two days in LA. And I said, I'm going to rent a car. Number one, I was the only one on the team that decided to rent a car. So there was always like four or five guys that were like, Hey, I'm jumping in with you. So now I've got to carry everybody. And two, like, don't get a car in LA. Like you're stuck, like standing still more than you're actually driving anywhere. <laughs> so it was the worst thing I could ever do. Maybe that's why it left a little bit of a yeah. sour taste. I, I did not have, off. see, I did not have a car. And yeah. that's why I enjoyed the experience. All right. We're back after this. See how Marty closes the show. Can we make him happy? Can we leave him happy, Marty? We're back after this. <laughs> now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Nothing else comes close. Empty netters are for winners. It's time for best and worst of the weekend as we close things out here on Sabres Live. Marty, you get first dibs. Okay, well, I did a lot of worst, um, you know, but when it comes to the worst, sometimes you learn things about rules like Jordan Greenway, Colton Pareko, right? If Jordan Greenway doesn't bleed the other night, it's a Sabres power play. But because he was cut, the officials can now review the high-sticking penalty, which is not a high-sticking. The rule says it has to be above the sh normal shoulder height, so crunched over doesn't count. So that was kind of a worse because it may have given the Sabres a chance late in the game to come back at, at you know, at 2-1. Um, best, um, I wasn't there Saturday night, but um, the East Aurora, uh, East Aurora High School musical production of Mamma Mia went on and my kids went to it and they said it was fantastic. So I want to give a big shout out to EA High School for their production of Mamma Mia. I was at the uh, a concert on Friday night as well at the Orpheum Theater. It was called the G3, and which stands for three legendary guitarists in Joe Satriani, Eric Johnson, and Steve Vai. And let me tell you, as a last, as far as last minute decisions go, this is one of the better ones I've ever made. It was ridiculously impressive how good and unique these three guitarists are. And the sound in this near 100-year-old building was absolutely perfect. Oh, cool. Of course, that can't quite match the only thing pretty much that I cheer for Canadian-wise in the world today. Nick Taylor's phenomenal yes. finish of five birdies over the last six holes, including both of the playoff holes, to win uh the there we say completely out of control and uh, perhaps soon to be uh more regulated waste management open well it's part of the whole like yeah but they had to cut off alcohol sales like it just yeah it got a little crazy i'm pretty sure it's not just alcohol that makes everybody go crazy like that so yes uh but the waste management open yep. so you're saying morgan riley was not drinking at the end of the uh, leafs uh, senators game no and there's no. Uh, <laughs> a lot of green grass in uh, in golf 
What a way to end it on a high, so to speak. Yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs>